So I need to go AFK for a second because I literally just tried to drink out of my water and just poured it on my chest. <laughs> like, I wasn't even... Hold on, I got a prep even... for podcasting. Dump water all over myself. Ooh, got a little bit too overheated there. I wasn't even close to my face. I just, like, <laughs> You're tried just staring to... at the computer that your mouth gave and pouring water on your chest. Yes, I just baby. tried to turn it up and then if I noticed that my chest was damp. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you ready? Funny! Expensive. Wanna nah. Whatever! Be happy. Hey everyone! Welcome back to the Funny Papers. A show where three 30-something share collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. It's time to take a huge bong grip. <laughs> and Jim. Has anyone really been far even as decided to use even go want to do look more like? Today, we cover episode 26, <laughs> part 2 of Doug. In all episodes of the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. Episode 26, part 2's title is Doug's Lucky Hat. Boo. (laughs) It's not as awful as the last season finale. It's still dog shit. It's incredibly bad, and I hated this episode, but it's not as bad as the last one. Yeah, there's a couple of things we need to say about this episode before we get started. Very special episode for a number of reasons. A number of reasons. First, first of all, as Jim said right there, this is the season finale of season two. We've made it two whole seasons, guys. Episode 26, if you're following along on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the time break is over. We've reached We've the crawled our way through hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've reached the end of the second season. Uh, but it ends with this episode, which is a couple of things. First of all, this is an episode that Sam was very clear from the start. He was telling us that this was one of his least favorite, most hated episodes ever. Uh, Sam, do you do you maintain that after this? Yes. I remember even as a kid, like even as a dumbass kid that liked the show, <laughs> hating this episode. <laughs> Okay, and you feel that way still. Oh, absolutely. I've got, it's gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, to combat that, we also know, due to research on the internet, that this was Jim Jenkins's favorite episode. <laughs> Which is just such a fucking dire state of affairs. So uh-huh. my guess as to why this is his favorite episode is because it has some level of ambiguity. Now, there's a, <laughs> there's a saying in about satire is that satire needs to have a clarity of purpose otherwise you just confuse it for what it's satirizing similarly if you're writing something (laughs) as ambiguous it also needs you need to be you need to have a reason as to why something is ambiguous this goes nowhere (laughs) and has nothing to say it goes nowhere Uh fast and well it goes nowhere slow in fact Right. Well, that also makes sense. So there's one more thing that's important about this episode uh, in terms of like its production and in terms of its history. Uh, this is one. This is one of the ones that was written by that guy who writes all the Quailman arcs and all the Beats arcs. Oh, right. This, so there's right. that guy who we were talking that. about how like how, how awesome that dude is because our he wrote two plots. Yeah. yeah, he's our favorite writer. He wrote a, and he wrote this one. This is his third episode of Doug. He's actually written as the last dozen <laughs> he wrote are the same two episodes. 
Uh-huh. But this one still borrows tropes from the previous two plots that he's written. Well done. This guy's this guy's awesome. I love this guy. Same dream job, honestly. I know, right? Seriously. Hire me, Jenkins. <laughs> For that job you don't, don't have. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now, Jenkins, don't hire me. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, Jenkins, you're gonna love this new hire. He's great. He's fantastic. He has all these wonderful ideas about cat penis. And he keeps talking you keep talking me directly. So <laughs> Yeah. And may have hired us in the past. The computer before. just keeps talking to me. <laughs> yeah, so this is like a very special episode, right? Because it has its own theme music like it has a song in it that i it's never been used before and i don't think it's ever used again it's never, it's never used again it's a <laughs> forced gump ass song i like it i think it's good like yeah, it's, i legitimately think it's good I <laughs> It's not bad. Garbage. It has Put emotional in the garbage. Pouring water on it. Attracting <laughs> flies. That's what you do with any form of art. Right. <laughs> like... If it doesn't look good in the garbage, it's not art. <laughs> yeah. it, make... Sam twenty twenty. It makes <laughs> it makes a statement, man. <laughs> Huge bong hit. I did. Exactly. I did describe this episode in our group chat. Let me. Uh, the, the giant bong hit the episode, except the bong is filled with paprika, <laughs> and you're getting a placebo high. I think because this episode begins with. Well, Mike, you can. Do you have it written down? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I had to write this one it's down because so fucking it's good. good. He goes, Doug says, Have you ever wondered why stuff happens when it happens and why it happens to who it happens to? I mean, did you ever wonder if maybe stuff happens for a reason? Well, we never figured that out, so. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. This is like faux deepness, and like nothing makes me like more irrationally angry than just like somebody trying to be deep and it's they don't have any idea where to start or like even how to you know do have a conversation about <laughs> causality <laughs> yeah. put on this earth just to suffer anyway yeah. be seeing you i've tried to do that a couple of times with like episode titles and descriptions and the both of you guys have been like nah man come on <laughs> like, <laughs> and i don't blame you i'm not saying that's wrong to do i'm saying thank you for correcting me <laughs> 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 Finally, we've broken him. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's happened before. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Um, but, yeah, no, you're right. Like, it is, like, it is very much a, like, attempt to be, like, philosophical. Yeah, it's but not it, even philosophy 101, though. This is, like, <laughs> this is, like, high school philosophy. This is I the mean, gym teacher trying to teach you philosophy. <laughs> I mean, it's, Doug, it's a show made for literal right, babies. You so you can have, you can have an existential show. Show about you can have children show be a children show be deep. They've it's done it before. You just have to make it simple and clear. This yeah. doesn't do either of those things. And I guess they ask a question that is never addressed. Uh -huh, right, right. They like start the <laughs> they start the episode with the thesis, like a like a okay, what where are we going with this? And then no, sorry, right, yeah. right. Right, because like the whole like the main question. Okay, so like you know they go through those three questions, but the main one in there is: Do things happen for a reason? Right, 
Like, that's that's the thesis. It's a question that is fundamentally shit when it's being done in most art forms, because particularly any sort of lengthy narrative one, because do things happen for a reason? Yes, there is. The strong anthropic principle is real in any work of fiction. Things happen because the author said they do. Christ, the author that's a reason. Is, yeah. <laughs> the author is God and demanded this transpire. It's not so, a satisfying answer, but it's the answer. If you make a narrative where nothing happens, I'm going to tell you right now, the story's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. People have tried to do, have tried to do that in time memoriam, and they're usually extremely high concept art pieces that nobody likes, except yeah. for like me. <laughs> Waiting like for Doug? Godot is really good because it's the entire stupid bullshit nature of the exercise is the joke. And Seinfeld is funny because everybody involved is just the fucking worst human being. And there's jokes. There are jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe this is like, okay, rather than being like more uh, university philosophy in this, maybe they're just trying to ask a religious question, right? Oh, like, they absolutely are asking a religious question, except for the problem is Jim Jenkins has cast himself in the role of God, and God's answer <laughs> to his creation's question is, eh. <laughs> thanks jim much obliged <laughs> oh man perfect well now we know why he hired us back in the day right oh man okay uh so that's like the intro for this and also it's interesting about this theme song that we've uh, brought about this is one of the first theme songs that's not mouth sounds right it's yeah. like i'm gonna say that it is mouth sounds <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody could do it. You think so? <laughs> yes. Damn, that's the real talent in the uh -huh. show. <laughs> they spent several hundreds of thousands of dollars getting this in. <laughs> I reminded of a wonderful throwaway bit from a... Like, you're familiar with what the term diegetic means? Remind me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> tell, tell the people that don't know what that yeah. means. <laughs> All right, so I'm testing you, Jim. <laughs> diegetic is a term that mostly gets used in films because, like, when... There's a song on the soundtrack, and uh, actually, no, there's a great quote on this from uh, when they were doing the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, the guy who plays the fat hobbit, Sam, once asked the people, wait, where does the light come from in this scene? And some pissed off tech who does not really like Sean Astin, who's the guy who played Sam, answers, the same place the music comes from. And that's usually the case. You just accept that the light is coming from the same place the music is coming from. It's there to make the story better. Diegetic music or diegetic lighting is when it has an excuse for existing in the world. The reason why, like, a song is playing and it turns out, oh no, that's not just the soundtrack. There's a bard in the corner playing such and such. And so in this particular case, we do know that the mouth sounds are producing both the beautiful flute track and also the drum and also the guitar. And I assume somebody is playing all of the other instruments out of their ass. Maybe the hat is playing all these songs. <laughs> Maybe the hat speaks. I mean, as far as we know, this hat is made by a wizard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of. <laughs> this hat is a refugee from a Disney movie. Kind and not of. one of the good Disney movies, too. This is a refugee from the whole late 80s period where Disney was fucking dying. Yeah. <laughs> well, then they decided to buy Doug and made a great profit. 
That is actually one of the interesting things because in the late 80s and uh, early 2000s both, those are the two points where Disney was just the most on the rocks it's ever been. Oh, well, thank God Doug saved them. Well, thank God the they come back and now own two-thirds of media. <laughs> right. Yep. By the way, Disney, if you want to buy the rights to this podcast, we will sell out immediately. Sam has already established his price is $500. I will go as high as $503. I'm holding on to dear life. (laughs) It's all right. My artistic baby. Fine, fine. 502 and I'll kill Mike. Oh, my God. We'll discuss the terms later. (laughs) While we're not recording. Right. Anyway, so... Look forward to the new Mike appearing on the next episode of the podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, so then... Uh, yeah, there's like never another episode. <laughs> that was the last one. Right, Dis- yeah. Disney buys us for $500 and is like, look, just stop making these. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what would actually happen. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so then we cut. Let's go to the first frame of this animation. So uh, a hat is flying through the air as Doug is saying his uh, philosophy uh, 001 bullshit. What if thing uh, happened for reason? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and a hat is flying over the countryside like a baseball cap. Uh, and it's flying over a farm with cows. Uh, it's flying past the dinks on a walk. And it's flying past the mayor, and it knocks his toupee over onto a baby. So, uh, just even <laughs> as a child, I was like, this is bullshit. Like, hats don't fly <laughs> like this. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's definitely, like, imbued with some sort of magic. It would be, like, magic. gale force winds that would, like, knock a hat off of you. <laughs> right. Oh, and also, this is, I think it has context. The hat is flying next to a bunch of dead leaves, right? Yes. So... You think you would you think it's what? autumn. <laughs> You'd think uh, well, that. Well, <laughs> you think it is. So <laughs> anyway, so the half We'll be coming by. back to that later, dear viewer. Yeah. Don't you fucking worry. Yeah, the time is super broken in this episode. Uh and then so the hat finds its final resting place uh at Doug's feet. Uh and then like Doug like picks up the hat, he's like, hey, it's a hat. And Connie's like, oh, finders, keepers. And then Doug is like, well, I don't like wearing hats because I have a weird shaped head and hats don't fit on me. The struggle is real, Doug. Better put this trash hat on anyway. (laughs) This hat that is just covered in like old like water. It definitely has lice. Oh, yeah. Oh, bed bugs, lice, that's, some yeah, kind of parasite. that's where the magic comes from. It's this hat lice. blew in from the miscellaneous void. This this hat blew in from the containment zone. Right, in uh, Liver City? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, well, they're just like, well, fuck it. Put it on anywhere. Who gives a shit, right? And he puts on the hat. Hey, it fits. How do I look? It's adjustable, but whatever. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but he doesn't have to adjust it at all. He's just like, this is great, I guess. Cool. (laughs) Looks like I got myself a new hat. Yeah. And then uh, they just, he starts walking. He immediately trips on the ground. And, uh, but oh boy, he finds a rookie Sky Davis basketball card that he tripped on. It's on the sidewalk. (laughs) 
even again, this is another like doesn't pass the child brain logic. I'm just like, <laughs> so a hat and a baseball card are just like right in front of him, and and <laughs> it takes several scenes to notice both. Yeah, like he notices the hat, but not the large. Like the baseball card is like the size of his hand, right? He does, and it's like brightly colored, and he doesn't notice that one. Right again, like it doesn't pat. Like a child's sense of like sense of disbelief isn't that. It's not too complicated. Like you can pull a lot of fast ones on kids, but even my <laughs> dumbass brain is just like this is poor shit. <laughs> like. The other thing that I find interesting about this, because that is, in fact, the end of the intro, then they do the title card. This intro, in and of itself, because they've established that child brain takes a look at this and says, horse shit, there's something going on. You've actually set that up all right. If they went anywhere with this, it could have been an interesting episode. (laughs) They don't, but it could have been. Like, you yeah. get to the point where it's established that, no, this is some elaborate prank by Roger that he gets out of by being more humble than Roger, or some bullshit like that. There'd at least be a moral there, as far as don't fall for dumb, superstitious nonsense, but... Or have a wizard make the hat. It would have made it the episode. <laughs> <laughs> or have it be some stupid, very expensive thing Dink bought that causes dumb magic nonsense to happen. Have this then, be like some late family matters shit where Urkel is fucking a wizard. That undercuts what they really want to do with it, though. What they want to do with it is to have it be mysticism, right? Like a question of mysticism, a question of fate. And if you explain that, then that gets rid of their like attempt at psych- psychology, right? And their attempt at psych- The problem is that they don't draw any conclusions about the attempt at mysticism Again. or the attempt at fate. Clarity of purpose. There's no purpose mm. here. There's just a, I may, what it, do things happen for a reason? Let's not think about that. Yeah. Like the, sure. it, seriously, the explicit moral that is, let's not think about it. Yeah. Just accept what comes. <laughs> well, that's always been Doug's morals. So yeah. This right. is and it turns out that, that in- turns out that you should be starting off your thing with, I want to. I thought briefly about one of the big questions of existing in the world as a human being. <laughs> then I decided, nah. Yeah, I decided. This episode not should to. have started with Doug going, oh boy, I wish a wizard would make a hat. <laughs> <laughs> or like reading a comic of a wizard right. with a cool hat. <laughs> And then, and then the episode closes out with uh, it pans up to the sky, and a wizard face appears in the yes, clouds and winks awesome. at Doug. <laughs> that actually would have been like, that would have been funny. Been funny. Yeah. <laughs> and the wizard looks like Doug in forty years in the future. <laughs> <laughs> and then a meteor hits the earth, <laughs> and Quail Man escapes. Right, God. Oh, it's a good episode. <laughs> Hire us, Jim Jenkins. Yes, please. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, right. So, okay, yeah, so you guys are saying it cuts to the title card, and then it cuts back, and uh, Doug and Skeeter are now hanging out in Doug's room, and Doug is just, like, admiring himself in a hand mirror, right? Skeeter is reading a novelization of Beatman on Doug's bed. <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. While he's admiring himself in the mirror, he's going, ah, ooh. <laughs> I don't see anything weird about that. That's that's right. one of the few times I've laughed at this program. 
that rocks. Yeah, I mean, you got to admire the self-confidence, right? right? You got to you gotta give him props for that. Right. Look how fucking hot I am in this baseball cap. Ooh, yeah. I'd fuck me. Would you fuck me, Skeeter? Yeah. He's just doing that scene. <laughs> they cut that part. Oh, shit. Okay, Pork so... Chop, incidentally, is also draining buckets in, like, the corner. Like, he's just shooting rubber bands into a basketball hoop, validating Steve, not my brother's take, on... <laughs> Pork shot being the ringer on the local basketball team. That's true. And also he's just fucking wasting rubber bands, right? He's just like <laughs> rocketing rubber bands into the trash. Counterpoint, have you ever seen Doug use a rubber band for anything? Uh hmm. I guess that's true. I wonder if that's how he secures he wraps his it around his balls. Oh my god. I was trying to avoid that one. <laughs> I was trying to be like, where's a sensible place? Well, he doesn't have any hair. Oh, maybe it's his journal. (laughs) Maybe he wraps up beets in the refrigerator. Using rubber bands, as normal people do. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, Porkchop has now wasted them all. That's why he can't use any, because Porkchop fucking throws them in the garbage every day. Makes sense. Doug's parents probably just bought those, and Porkchop's throwing them in the trash. Oh, man. Anyway, so Skeeter calls the hat. He's like, Gee, Doug, your very own lucky hat. You're lucky, man. It's not a lucky hat, Skeeter. It's just a hat hat. I don't believe in stuff like that. Like, he doesn't believe in what? The concept of luck? The, that, so. like, a hat can be enchanted? Because I get the second part. <laughs> like, like, people get lucky sometimes. There's and a- specifically Doug, constantly. <laughs> I think we're dealing at least a little bit with Jenkins being a good Christian boy in suburbia, where Doug, of course, is the kind of person who would not believe in magic, as magic is... Sa- Wait, we're coming out of the satanic panic right around now. That was a whole thing. And they did, I mean, maybe Mr. Scaly made the hat. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's maybe the first draft did have a wizard winking in the sky. <laughs> There's too much Satan in this. Right. (laughs) Brief sidebar, because I don't have notes on this one. Actual thing that happened in history, like, late 80s, early 90s, people were genuinely freaking out about the idea that there were cults of Satanists everywhere preying on children. Right. Based on what turned out to be absolutely nothing. But among other things, the good people of uh, Procter and Gamble, our favorite uh, pharmaceutical mega overlords, they had to change their logo because somebody got the idea that, my God, there's a man with a beard and a bunch of stars. That's a wizard. <laughs> that means it's Satan. <laughs> I'm great. not making any of this up. That's real. I well, mean, I, I know because of like the whole Dungeons and Dragons panic was like everybody thought that was a tool of Satanism. But damn, a, a wizard beard. <laughs> a wizard beard on your shampoo means your shampoo is being made out of, I don't know, dried Adrenochrome. elf dick. <laughs> Adrenochrome and dried elf dicks. 30 gold, 30 gold worth of diamonds. <laughs> yes. there's, also, there's also the double tin hat theory that I like where the satanic panic was mostly fake, but there was a couple of actual instances where it happened and the rich <laughs> are covering it up because they like to do that shit. <laughs> Which was a lot crazier of a theory before Jeffrey Epstein was a right. thing. <laughs> right. Oh God, we've come back to this well again. Yeah, it turns out you discuss weird occult shit in children, you end up in a place where asking, why does he have a temper? Bull on his island. 
Never figure it out. Don't worry about it. No, don't worry about it. Well, Doug has a hat from somewhere. <laughs> Who can say where? His new friend, Ms. Maxwell. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, I'm to meet the president. <laughs> well, Doug does kind of think about that at one point. Uh-huh. Oh, God, so, he does. <laughs> Shit. So anyway, so anyway uh, <laughs> Doug, is in his, Doug is in his house. He's like, man, but it's such a cool hat. It's neatly worn in and so comfortable. And then they're listening to the radio station. And do you guys notice? It's a different band. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Finally. Number He's, two. They're listening to the song Hey Fatso, Get Off My Foot by Larry and the Lard Butts. And Skeeter loves the song. But then... (laughs) But then... (laughs) It's time for the beats. It's Beats song. It's Beats trivia time. And everybody... No, it's not even Beats trivia time. It's just a call in to get a thing. It's the 23rd caller, which this was also basically one of the plots that this guy wrote already. (laughs) Yes, yes, it was. Oh, but they, they, they're they like, oh, man. Doug's like, oh, no one will ever, will never win. A lucky caller? Who's going to win this? <laughs> Me? A lucky caller? Me? With my not lucky hat? Yeah. Skeeter says, you got to at least try. And he puts the hat on Doug's head. And what do you know? They win. Yay. <laughs> they win a CD to one of the... 18 Beats concerts has occurred in Bluffington in the past week. Right, exactly. It was probably the live recording at their elementary school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, well. So while they're still on the phone, uh, Doug's mom comes in. Sorry to interrupt, Douglas, but while I was sorting the laundry, I found these. My Smash Adams triple 3D x-ray glasses. I've been looking everywhere for these. Hey, my pervert glasses. <laughs> right. Cool, man. Why were these such a thing in the 90s? Fucking every comic had x-ray glasses. I mean, it's, it's been since back to the 50s. Like, you used, to, yeah. you used to be able to order those off of, like, the Boys Life magazines or whatever. It's just, like, a cheap... Have you ever had... Have you ever looked through those things? No. It's just a cheap, like, um, lens... Not lens. It's like a filter trick that makes it look like you can see bones in your, like, hand. But it only works on your hand. Huh, okay. Huh. But, so everyone was like, I gotta buy this immediately because I'm also a pervert? Right, no, absolutely. <laughs> okay, interesting, huh? Of course it was in a magazine called Boys Life. <laughs> <laughs> Just for boys. Published oh, exclusively boys. by Coach Spitz. God. <laughs> We're back to this well again. Anyway, so... <laughs> the well of uh, Spitz, our favorite right. well. It's a well full of Spitz. Uh, so... Then Porkchop, like, puts them on. <laughs> Extremely necessary gag coming up. Yeah. Puts them on and he sees himself in the mirror as a skeleton dog. Ooh. And, well, okay, this is, it shows that it's, these are more powerful than Dr. Decay's x-ray yes. thing. Because Porkchop is not wearing boxer shorts like Dr. Decay These was. are real pervert glasses. <laughs> unlike the ones you could order in the Boys Life magazines. <laughs> Right. So maybe Doug, like, maybe this is very lucky that Doug got these because these are worth like thousands and millions right. of dollars. They give anything you look at cancer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like those night vision goggles from Russia in the 80s that definitely gave you cancer. <laughs> oh, shit, man. So they're just like, hey, man, lucky, lucky hat. You got your pervert glasses back, too. <laughs> 
oh, well, this is what launches Doug into a fantasy. <laughs> he imagines himself through the power of the hat. It has turned him into the world's first rock guitar playing president. Also, he's wearing glasses for some reason. Right, to, to show that time has passed. It's gotta be a reference to something I don't get. You think so? Probably. I mean, one of the things I want to point out here, though, is uh, who was the first president to wear, like, baseball caps? I don't know, do you? It's Donald Trump. <laughs> really? He was the very first? Uh, oh, I mean, like, God. what other what other president have you seen wearing baseball caps all yeah, the time? Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. I mean... There would be like pictures of Obama at baseball stadiums, right? That's because he was he at a baseball goes to, game. Like rallies and with his dumbass hats on. Yeah, actually, yeah. do you know the story of why he wears the hat? It's really funny. Is it okay? Cause it's because he's absolutely terrified the wind's gonna catch his hair. Right, yeah, and because there's all this nonsense about exactly how that's built because evidently that thing is just the world's most advanced comb over imaginable right i mean everybody has known that forever for literal decades yeah and so the problem is that if you're next to i don't know like a helicopter or some shit or you're out in the sun for a lengthy period of time where the wind can catch you there's a chance that the the wind will achieve the combination lock if it's being used by a liberal wizard and (laughs) cause like the whole sure. thing to flop all over onto one side. And come to think of it, Doug's hat is actually partially a red cap. Like, the bill of it is a red cap, so... Yeah. Oh, I, man. <laughs> the cap of it, part of it is still blue, so the worst-case scenario is that Doug's, in fact, a Cubs fan, and as such is damned <laughs> never to experience sexual gratification. <laughs> oh, no. He's the first Cubs fan president. Yeah, uh, I've... Death is too good for him. <laughs> well, I'd say parody, parody, but there's no risk of anyone who roots for the Cubs becoming president anytime soon. Oh God! <laughs> we almost well, got the, like Hillary almost made it, but the uh, universe <laughs> coincided such that that nightmare did not come to be. God. And instead, well, we got Trump. So hey, good on us. <laughs> Thanks for the curse, Jim. You're welcome. So, well, the Cubs won the World Series that year, so. Yeah, like, you, you yeah. win some, you lose some, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I really should have focused more of my energies onto the other thing happening. I do apologize <laughs> for my failure as a wizard. Anyway, so, yeah, so Doug, in he's, like, walking up to a podium in this fantasy. He's wearing, like, a white suit. He's wearing the hat. He's wearing glasses to show that time has passed. Uh, he's He's got, and he's got Patty with him, who is, like, is either his wife or his co, like, his, his vice president, like, Probably his wife, wife because he, right. she goes, "Wow, Mr. President." I guess that's I don't true. Think, I don't think the vice president calls the president Mr. President, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I really know. hope the vice president does because that makes me imagine Mike Pence just constantly having to call Donald Trump Mr. President in private conversations. <laughs> that's really funny to me. I don't know why. I hope oh, he has God. to call him Daddy. Right? Yeah, yeah mother and daddy. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> anyway, so maybe that's what Patty also has to call Doug, but in, in, in meetings... Patty in public, has to call Doug mother. It's really <laughs> weird, their dynamic. <laughs> well, so she's holding a tambourine, and Doug has a star-shaped electric guitar around his neck, uh, and they approach a podium. Uh, as, we, as we look around the, 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 the podium that they're on, you see that the, t- the town, like the country's flag and also the seal of the president has changed to the hat, right? All hail hat. 
Kind of. Like, the hat has, like, supplanted itself as, like, the symbol of the nation. And, like, so maybe it is a fucking wizard or, like, devil work or something, right? Or the nation itself has collapsed and Doug is president only of the immediate Bluffington environ by the power of the hat. Oh, shit. I think that actually might be a good point because there is a shot where you can see behind Doug and it's just, like, pink wasteland. Right? Mm. Like, there's no trees, there's no, like, hills or features or buildings. It's just pink land and, like, a smoggy sky. <laughs> it's like Los Angeles right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, Doug's lucky hat caused the apocalypse, but Doug gets to rain over the ashes. <laughs> <laughs> Guitar <And> solo! <laughs> oh, Mr. President, you're so wonderful! I mean, yeah, it's, he's basically become President Mountain Dew or whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, shit, man. God damn it, Doug. <laughs> we elected Doug our president because we just wanted to die in peace. Elected? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> We, yeah, we, don't, we, we laid down not. our arms before his ongoing army of pork chop warriors. <laughs> yeah, we know that's not how this town works. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, Doug decides to thank the people at the rally with this special guitar solo. And uh, he, he rocks out and jumps super high in the air and plays a guitar solo. <laughs> And Patty says that Mr. President is wonderful and has a great hat. God. That's, right. That's what every woman says to me in my self-insert fan fiction. <laughs> yes. What's your hat look like, Jim? Oh, it's cool. Uh, okay, I believe you. It's a mega hat. <laughs> no. Please. I believe I believe more so in this fantasy. I was going to say there's a bunch of there are definitely not a bunch of squirrel skulls on it, but you beat me to the horror level there. Good right. job, Sam. I was I was going to believe that this was like a, a like a Star Trek brain maggot that like Jim Jim knows he has a cool hat, but he can't describe it because it's actually not real. He just knows it's real in his head, right? Yes. I have an imaginary friend who is a hat. Right, uh, right. I played way too much Mario, whatever the most recent one is, and it's caused me to have terrible, terrible problems. God. It's Odyssey. (laughs) Yes. No, it's actually normal to see, Mike. Oh, fine. (laughs) Boo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, we transition out of the fantasy uh, to... Real life Doug uh, playing air guitar in just, the middle of the elementary school. Just going school. nuts in the middle of the hallway. <laughs> and nobody's looking at him. Yeah. He's just like, nah, <laughs> don't, look, don't look, don't Doug's look. Doug's just look. freaking the hell out in the middle of the school. Don't worry about it. I wonder if uh, in real life he also said, thank you, everyone. Let me reward you with the guitar solo. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> And everyone's just like, ooh, and like pulls their shirts. I mean, it beats the time. Can we send him back to the nurse? (laughs) (laughs) Can we break his foot again? (laughs) Just Chalky walks up behind Doug with a club. Roger just puts a hand on Chalky's shoulder, takes the club, hands Chalky a gun. Oh, no. Shakes his head. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... uh, (laughs) 
as we transition back into this, uh, Patty is wandering the halls screaming for her guinea pig Hamlet. Why it's not a hamster? Why it's not a ham? I don't know. I just, I, it's so, it's, the connection's right there. <laughs> We've said the word Hamlet. So here's the wind up, folks. Are you ready for the pitch? Yeah, we're not quite there yet because before we get to the pitch, Patty, so Patty is looking for this guinea pig, right? It's my guinea pig, Hamlet. I brought him to school today and he got away from me. I don't know where he could be. I've looked everywhere. So much for my report on how guinea pigs help the ozone layer. Uh... (laughs) Remember, kids, climate change is a complete joke. By the way, if you're on the West Coast, please be have some kind of air filtration system because the smoke's bad for you. Yeah, and hopefully when this episode goes up in a week and a half from our recording time, it hasn't gotten worse. Do you guys remember, like, the ozone layer panic in the 90s? Yeah. And they actually like, fixed it. Yeah, they did. What? They did? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You what stop happened? using You stop using that aerosol? type of aerosol, it fixes, it, up, it fixes itself up pretty good. A Republican-dominated Congress is willing to pass environmental regulations. Oh, man. That used to happen. I mean, yeah, like the clear, the Clean Air and Water Act was Nixon, right? Yeah. Oh my it used God. to be possible to do this, but the problem is then the commies went away and this entire <laughs> fucking uh, enterprise of, okay, we must destroy the next biggest obstacle to the free market, need to keep on justifying its existence. And so all of that uh, you got to own the commies stuff turned into, well, you got to own the hippies now. Oh, well, punch ourselves in the face in order to own ourselves, I guess. Oh, no, the people who were doing the punching profited tremendously. Yeah, that's true, actually. (laughs) This is the person person next to you punching you repeatedly in the balls and then uh, giving you lung damage and then making money off it. And furthermore, I mean, guinea pigs probably don't help the climate in general, right? Because, like, yeah. one of the biggest contributors to, like, climate change is, like, industrial farming, right? Oh, yeah. With, like, cattle. Guinea pigs don't oh. do shit. But uh, on the <laughs> other hand, if you're a nice conservative boy like Jim Jenkins, you understand that uh, all this concern about liberal bullshit isn't really real. Oh, God. <laughs> well, okay, so she says also, she's like, man... I need the the guinea pig here or else my report is doomed. So does she need the guinea pig there in order to finish the report or I don't Just know, man. to kill the guinea pig <laughs> right. as part of her report. Kali Ma Shakti Day. Offer its soul to the ozone layer. Right. Uh, well, then the payoff for the Hamlet name shows up. They walk around, Doug and Skeeter join, uh, they join Patty in the search by just following right next to her and also screaming for Hamlet. You know, guinea pigs famously can recognize names. (laughs) Yeah. And Skeeter shouts, Where art thou, Hamlet? Noted thing that is not said in the play Hamlet, but fuck you. (laughs) And also doesn't mean where are you. (laughs) NBA jam voice. Yeah. a jam. <laughs> <laughs> Wherefore art thou, Hamlet? Yeah, why are you, Hamlet? Because yeah. Jim Jenkins wanted to do a joke. Next question. That does kind of make sense in the sense of why is a guinea pig named Hamlet? <laughs> right? <laughs> As in every other sense. question asked by anyone during this episode, the answer is Jim Jenkins flipping you off both fingers and then farting on you. 
Ken, just make Sick. it a hamster, please. Just it, it's right there. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that would be too obvious though. <laughs> right, we gotta do we gotta fuck up the fucking Shakespeare joke. <laughs> right. Okay. So anyway, they uh they start looking around and they go outside to to see if he's out there. And then the hat blows off Doug, and Doug's like, oh my god, we gotta catch the hat. And it blows <laughs> Immediately away. forgets everything about what he was trying to do. Just gotta go get right. that fucking hat. Right, he's gotta save himself first and then the child, as has shown in airline uh, right. manuals. <laughs> okay, so the hat flies off, it goes into the cafeteria, and some people are having lunch there. And like, okay, is this... Do people have lunch at different periods in elementary school? My high school did. Uh, my elementary school absolutely did not. Yeah. Okay. So this is still high school, even though they don't say it's elementary yes. school. Yes. Also, somebody in the background of this has a t-shirt that just says yo on it. That guy's appeared before. The t-shirt is back, too. Hell yeah, like, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, all the same graphic tees that rule. All our favorite references. <laughs> Right. Coming together for one birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the hat blows in, uh, and there are three like robot cafeteria women that are saying, Salisbury steak, haters, bean salad. Salisbury steak, haters, bean salad. It's just over and over, right? And they all have the same voice. They all have the same model as well. Like they're all right. the same body type Person. or whatever. It's the same person. It's a new yeah, character, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Lunch break. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So the hat blows in, uh, and it lands in the bean salad, which is very gross, and nobody notices. It's about to get grosser. No, <laughs> yeah. it's about to get much grosser. So, and Doug runs in. So the, the hat landed in the bean salad, and then Doug has to get in the cafeteria and to there. So the hat's been in the bean salad probably for like five minutes, right? Like, yeah, no and the cares. robot, the robot lady is just like, I'll just scoop around it. <laughs> Some bean salad. Who cares? Bean yeah. salad. <laughs> and so uh, then they reach there. Doug like jumps in front of the line. Nobody gives a shit, and then grabs the hat. And under the hat, it's Hamlet. Oh boy! In the, the bean salad is in the cafeteria food. <laughs> And the only and person that cares is the lunch lady. Yeah, one of the three lunch ladies. Also, we see when Doug gets lunch in like five seconds, he gets that same food. Yeah. Yep. Fucking, no one uses shit. There is no way that they threw out that container and got a new one. They're just like, ah, just whatever. It's it's out now. Yeah, so the <laughs> lunch lady screams and Hamlet digs into the bean salad and then Doug... Puts his hand in the bean salad and digs around for a few seconds before producing the hamster. Excuse and then me, just walks bear. away. Yeah, yeah just it's walks like, away. Oh, fine. I got it. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Nailed it. And nobody, there's no way they cl- they changed up that bean salad. They're like, oh, thank God it's not in there anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a great way to get an awful parasite that'll kill you over the course of six months. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just like probably just like turds in there now right. too and oh I no. mean the word now is a little optimistic. Right, right. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, well so then they Patty comes in 
And then she's like, she says, <laughs> she says stuff in an amazing tone of voice. She just goes, Oh, Doug, I don't know how I'll ever be able to thank you enough. You are so great. In just the weirdest, like, robot tone ever. Yeah, like, this is one of your big indicators. Is is any of this really happening? <laughs> yeah. This episode begins and ends when Doug puts the hat on at the very beginning and then has a seizure and then imagines the rest of this episode. <laughs> Probably, because, I mean, it does take place over a long period of time, apparently. Oh, so that- a very long period of time. <laughs> So that does make sense. It's like a coma that he's out for a long time. Yep. Oh, man. Well, okay, so she says that, and then she grabs Hamlet, and then she goes, okay, we gotta get back to Mr. Ogie's class. He's been downgraded from a professor, but he does still exist. He exists? Or he exists in Doug's coma. <laughs> yeah. This, oh shit! There it is. This is our second indication that this isn't real because the last time we saw Professor Oogie, he was in charge of a science class that's not real. Right. He was in Doug's Quillian fantasy, and that's also that's the same writer. That's yep. the same writer. He's that's the only guy who's ever referenced Professor Oogie, right? Yeah. Oh shit! Like, take this. All these episodes take place in Caesar Land. <laughs> Uh-huh. The place where he meets the beats repeatedly. Uh-huh. The place he meets where the he... beats and he's a superhero only when this guy is writing. Also, he's granted a hat with magical powers. Right. <laughs> Shit, man. So the hat causes the, the seizure zone wherein Doug meets the beats and also has magic luck. Right? Yeah. It's gotta be. Oh, the, man. the lice burrow directly into his brain, cause a coma. <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay, okay. So in our timeline, we have to make, like, a break-off into, like, an alternate timeline that occurs the in a Oogie-verse. coma. The Oogie-verse. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just picturing the, the Doctor Who theme playing when you say that. It's really quite good. Yeah. Like, okay, the way this works is, like, you have, like, a line that, like, connects canonically, but then in the middle of one of those lines, there's, like, a triangle that spaces out into, like, a bigger triangle, like, a bigger timeline. Like, it's bigger on the inside than the outside, and this is where the Oogieverse is. Yeah, it's like (laughs) the uh, Doc Brown explanation of time travel in the second (laughs) Back to the Future. Exactly. It's just, like, a pocket dimension of time break. Is this this guy's last episode? No, he's got one more. It's the the one after it is the one where Doug meets a hot substitute teacher. Okay, that sounds oh, very boy. <laughs> Yeah, that's gonna also be in the Oogieverse. Yeah, Doug gets molested. Oh, no. And that's what, oh no. <laughs> that's what ends oh, the Oogieverse. I didn't want to say or, it. Or maybe I, begins the Oogieverse. I, I cut myself off before saying it. <laughs> Yeah, I... I'll take the heat for this one, Jess. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, the Oogieverse is real. It's the dark Marvel universe. Oh, my God. Okay. It's another Disney property, so... Yeah, right? Yeah, this fits This fits in the Disneyverse. Oh, God. I just love the idea that somewhere in the next Avengers or whatever the hell movie, they just have Doug appear for a quarter of a second, and he's just fucking vaporized. 
Right. Wait, watching the watching the Doug. You, I haven't watched any of the Doug episodes except for one awful one that I like read a description of and had to. Uh, they, I watched Professor Oogie exist in that universe in Disney Doug. <laughs> yeah, that's gotta be. That'd be so good. He give, probably isn't, but what if? I think he is. I think I remember. Oh God. I'll, I'll look. This up. Keep going. <laughs> so, we now pause so, to perform research. Right. Okay. Okay. So while Sam is researching this, uh, so she runs off. So like, this is more evidence that it's like high school, right? Because like, Patty has a different class than everyone else. Like, she goes to class whereas everyone else is on lunch break or something. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> so then Doug and Skeeter decide that it's lunchtime. And Roger is in line behind them as he hears them say that the hat is really lucky. And then Roger's like, well, maybe it's time for Funny's luck to change. As he is handed bean salad that contained a gerbil. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's the same bean salad. It has to be. (laughs) Uh, So... They Doug like starts to have more philosophy time after this, right? Doug in his room, he like big brains this. He takes a huge bong rip and he says, "Well, how can an ordinary, no big deal hat make a guy lucky anyway?" Ooh. I mean, is it lucky because I believe it's lucky, or because it really is a lucky hat? And if it is such a lucky hat, how come the last kid who had it lost it? Yeah, it's a, certainly an interesting <sighs> question. Why do good things happen outside, for reasons outside of our control? Is this an act of God? Is God's love a functioning force? And then what does that mean when it leaves us? This is a fairly <laughs> important theological question. And yeah. Jim Jenkins' answer is, eh, who cares? <laughs> Best not think about it. Well, his answer is, well, might as well be safe and wear the hat all the time just in case. Uh, and so they cut to Doug just like he's showering with the hat on. He tries to get a haircut with the hat on and he sleeps with the hat on. So it's probably just like awful and full. Of, it's full of more lice and like a mold now at this point. Yes. <laughs> it's just attached to his head. Right. And it's actually shown later because when he eventually gets the hat taken off, it, his head is red underneath. Yeah. <laughs> he's just got like an awful, awful. rash. <laughs> it smells fungus. really bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a bunch of holes cut out of it where the barber tried to cut his hair through it. Yes. <laughs> uh, well. The hat is... No, that's it. The guy tried to cut his hair through the hat, but the hat healed. It's made of like some mimetic polymer. <laughs> Yeah. Hats made out of fucking nano machines. It's been leeching energy out of Doug's skull. (laughs) There's not much to be leached, but it's doing what it can. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. And then Doug is like, man, he's he's seeing that he's actually extra lucky. The longer he wears it, the luckier he gets. He, uh... He gets extra gumballs out of a gumball machine. He gets a carnival prize with it on from the county fair. And he catches baseballs with it on. Yeah. Also, he catches the baseball. Like the baseball shot is particularly fucked up because he's moving back, saying, "I got it, I got it," and he's moving back towards home plate, <laughs> and he fully extends backwards to catch a ball that should have been popped straight up from the spot where he catches it with the hitter and the catcher having mysteriously vaporized. That's great. <laughs> Maybe that's how beatball is played. 
Everybody rotates 90 degrees every spinning. <laughs> no fucking reason. They just have to do it. That's One thing great. that's really hampering my research into the Oogie verse is just how to spell Oogie. <laughs> Look it up on the Doug Wiki, you fool. It's, I, cr- right. I tried. It's I, it's not there. He doesn't exist. He only exists in the Oogie verse. <laughs> we may have invented him. <laughs> yeah. Man, It'd be funny Wiki. if we described this to somebody else and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Which they would say even if they knew who Oogie was. Right, yeah. <laughs> They're just like, wait, that what there wasn't an, the the this the episode before this one was a uh it was only a ten minute episode. They didn't do two parts in the season finale. <laughs> they only did a fifteen minute short. <laughs> right, we're just like, we know the Oogie verse is real. What are you hiding? <laughs> Who paid you? <laughs> yeah, I do not see any any Yugi related content uh, after scanning <laughs> the uh, Disney the Disney part. There is an English teacher named Miss Crystal, and the mayor, the old mayor, Mayor White, yeah. is now the yeah. principal. Okay, <laughs> of the middle school, I guess. We need. We have so many questions we need to get into in that. Once we learn about it, yeah. I hope they like. Though I actually kind of hope they don't explain how it all happens, right. so that we, so just, that we can. Like, hey, remember that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Oh, and I just thought there's there's one other thing while we're on the topic of just like random weird luck shit. It shows when he, when Doug is winning the thing from the carnival, right? When he's winning the teddy bear from the carnival, the guy mm-hmm. working the carnival is one of those town goon guys, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has a name tag on. His name is Eric. Or at least that's what his name is today. (laughs) So I really want to watch and see if he has name tags in other episodes to see if his name changes. Hmm. Interesting. That would be awesome if his name changes over time, like when he's in different jobs (laughs) and he's just like taking on different identities. Yes. (laughs) Fucking Eric. (laughs) Oh, man. Eric the Impoverished. (laughs) Oh, no. That's his title that he got. Shit! From that's, Eric a, that's the his Untermensch. That's, his, that's the, his barony title that he got right. from Mister Bluff. Oh shit! Unter Eric. <laughs> no. I okay. am the Uber Dave. <laughs> Jarl Eric of Eric Town. God. Okay, so uh, then we cut to the the Hunger Burger. And Doug and Skeeter are about to drink some shakes or something. And then Patty comes over. And she's like, hey, Doug, I've got a question I've been meaning to ask you. And Skeeter yells that, oh, boy, I bet she's going to. <laughs> he yells, I bet she's going to ask you to the spring carnival. Yes, it was fall earlier. Shut up. You've been wearing the hat for six months now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Yep. That's why his head is full of parasites at this right. point. Yeah. Uh the Oogie verse takes place. Time is different here. Maybe time's regular here. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. And he was just at the spring carnival. He won a teddy bear there from Eric. Maybe we uh maybe we live in the Oogieverse. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> that means it'll end soon and go back to reality. <laughs> <laughs> just wake up and it turns out that it's still the 90s nothing has oh, changed no. <laughs> there's the uh you guys know about the false vacuum thing right oh no, no. hit me 
or the there's an idea in physics that's pretty well supported by current measurements that we're living in a false vacuum and at some point the universe is going to drop into its real vacuum state and that's going to obliterate everything all matter and it's going to change all physical laws forever <laughs> hey well, cool that's the uh, <laughs> that's the oogieverse <laughs> Okay, <laughs> is, the, is the real vacuum of the uni- real true vacuum state of the universe especially because he's the science teacher yeah. <laughs> he's the emissary oh, right right oh god the oogieverse <laughs> we've used the word oogieverse longer than anyone alive ever has or ever should I'm so excited to actually draw out our timeline on this. It's going to be so good. I'm not looking forward to the amount of non-Euclidean paper you're going to need for that. Yeah, oh, we're definitely going to have to do it digitally. There's no fucking way we're doing this in one shot on a piece of paper and doing it right. Yeah, then just watching as the hard drive corrupts into a black lump (laughs) as we watch. Yeah, we should. We gotta stream it or something. We gotta live stream the creation of it, like as we create it, and like watch just like the stream. No, the viewership just starts growing exponentially until it crashes the internet. Right. <laughs> it starts the the numbers get larger than the population of the Earth, <laughs> and then the vacuum falls out. Right. <laughs> God, it's a fucking. Uh, it only is this way until it's des- until it's observed. It's the quantum oogieverse. <laughs> as soon as we figure it out, that's what causes the uh, the shift in energy. Yeah, just drops us out of this fake universe. <laughs> Once it is observed, just the universe says, "All right, they passed the test. Kill them all. Let's start over." <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay, well, so... (laughs) Patty comes over, and and actually the thing that she wanted to ask was, Hey, Dunk, why are you always wearing that stupid hat? (laughs) Now, the answer would be, oh, it's giving me good luck. And then, yeah, that's it. That's the answer. That should be it. That should be it. Yeah. But Doug says... I couldn't tell her the truth. Why? How could, <laughs> how could, because how could she possibly understand the wonders of a real life lucky hat? Everyone knows what superstition is, Doug. Yeah, exactly. Patty probably has a lucky something. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work that great because Doug, she still, she still runs into Doug on a regular basis, but... <laughs> Right. She the hat's lucky, lucky for her too because it keeps Doug out of her periphery for the most part. <laughs> oh God. Well, so Doug lies and he tells her, "Oh, it's just a special hat." And then Patty starts. She's just like, "Oh, is it a bad haircut?" Ha ha ha! And starts to try and grab it and just awkwardly, like pawing at his head. Extremely <laughs> weird. It's an invasion of his personal space. Come on. Right. I don't like him either, but come on. (laughs) You don't got to fucking slap his face constantly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Skeeter finally tells the truth, and he says, hey, it's it's lucky. And Patty's like, wait, really? And Doug is like, no. (laughs) And then Roger takes it. Yeah, he just yoinks it. He's like, "Uh, it's not lucky. Let me have it. Yeah, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. You would just be like, "No, that's my hat, dude." Yeah, he's just like, "No, nah, man, it only I like it." Yeah, it's <laughs> Don't mine. Take my shit. I've been wearing it for months now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it smells awful. <laughs> right. 
I've bonded with the lice inside. <laughs> One organism now. I wear this in the shower and while I sleep. Right. If you could get this off me without tearing off the top layer of my scalp, good on you. <laughs> right. And so Doug tries to grab it back, and then Patty just goes, oh, brother. Like, what is she talking about here? Like, why is she, like, rolling her eyes at this? <laughs> I mean, like, the implication is that you're supposed to think it's ridiculous that a hat can be lucky, even though the entire episode <laughs> has proven otherwise. Because Patty is a good girl, and Doug, earlier on, understood that it is wrong and satanic oh. to believe any power exists outside of the Lord your God. And therefore, Patty says, oh, no, luck's not real. The only luck that exists is the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. But because <laughs> Jim Jenkins is not allowed to put that in this, it's just, <laughs> oh, you're superstitious. That's, yeah. But we've, yeah. this episode shows us that luck exists. It has <laughs> several instances where he's lucky. Yeah, but uh-huh. also says, no, you shouldn't believe that that's a real thing. But you, God damn it! You see it, and it's explicitly called out as such. The hat blows inside onto a hamster. Shut up! <laughs> Literally, it's a wizard's hat. Yeah. It would be more believable if you saw the wizard enchanting it. Yeah, that or just some eldritch and like have it be some stupid elaborate prank by Roger. Have it be some stupidly expensive thing. Dink bot, or I know you want to, Jenkins. Just have God be doing it. <laughs> it would also be also if it was a literal wizard hat instead of. Yeah, like I was a thinking like cap. a pope hat. Yeah, that yeah. rule. Like I'm the new pope. <laughs> yeah. Well, lucky I'm boys. Awesome, so this is okay. <laughs> Boy, what? Who had this before me? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like somebody lost the mandate of heaven. Oh well. <laughs> Just a bunch of white smoke coming out of the uh, out of the uh, Vatican. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's Doug, Pope Doug, <laughs> and nobody says anything because they're like, "Ooh, maybe he'll lose the hat, and we don't have to make Doug the Pope." <laughs> Me, the new Pope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I don't think we have a choice in the matter. All hail, funny. Yeah. <laughs> Roger's a cardinal in this version of the universe. I'm not sure why. Right. Okay, well, uh, Roger's just like, all right, well, hey, I'll give it back to you after my biology test. Prove it's not lucky by letting me keep it. And, uh... The answer here is no. (laughs) Kind of. And also, hey, Roger, I have that same biology test. And also, wait, the biology test is administered by Wingo. It's in Wingo's classroom, Uh but... Yeah, but there's a science teacher. (laughs) Theoretically. Maybe this part happened. <laughs> Biology isn't science. It's a type of math. Right. Good point. True. Okay, so the Doug is like, oh, well, my now my hat is gone, and I felt totally helpless, and my life is doomed to failure. And he imagines himself as a homeless person. Yeah, he imagines himself, and and this is particularly fucked up because two episodes ago, this same fantasy happened, except for in that time, Doug was the big shot offering charity to the poor, pathetic wreck that was once his sister. And in that one, we were understood to see that, yeah, this is a good thing being done by a great guy to somebody who is down on his luck. 
Whereas in this one, now that Doug is on the receiving end of the imagined charity, <laughs> oh, this is so demeaning and terrible. How could anyone be expected to suffer this? Help a guy down on his luck, ma'am? How about you, sir? Buy some lucky socks? Yeah, that's a very good point. Because, yeah, he's like sell- he's trying to sell lucky socks, and Roger pulls up... It's uh, Biff from Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He pulls up in a limo uh, that has the Raj on the side. And also on the front, it says JB. So it's JB Spigot's limo. Man, they just reused the asset. <laughs> That's actually probably true. <laughs> Somehow in, in hand-drawn animation, they figured out how to reuse an asset. Right. <laughs> and so uh, the, maybe this, wait, maybe this scene was supposed to happen in the JB Spigot episode. <laughs> 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 maybe that's why the lucky socks like look they're like in a different color palette yeah. yeah maybe they're just like forced in there uh after you know they got the episode back from korea right <laughs> yeah doug imagines that he's trying to sell these socks and R- the rod shows up and buys a pair and he's like thank you mr klotz sir and then the drive he drives off and spatters mud on doug He's like, oh, how humiliating. And then we cut back out of this to the biology test in Wingo's class. Doug has brain fog. Roger's just blitzing through the test. Doug doesn't understand anything. He feels lost without the hat. They go outside, and Patty sits with Doug outside the school. The and funniest like, exchange in Doug. <laughs> Based <laughs> only, if you looked at it on... Dialogue, it's pretty funny, but the way the voice actors yes. deliver these lines, oh, it's oh, it's so good. Extremely. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Patty's just like... Just because you found a hat doesn't make you lucky, Doug. But you don't understand, Patty. That hat found me. And everything that happened after that moment really did make me feel like a winner. Doug, you're a winner with or without the hat. Really? Sure. Wow. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so she literally goes, sure. <laughs> I, why not? I, wow. All right, dude. I mean, but the thing is, it's not about being a winner. It's about being lucky. Yeah. It's like uh-huh. actually getting luck that's happening. <laughs> but victory can only come through luck because you just kind of sit there and hope things will happen to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, she's just condescending as hell in this. Because, I mean, she obviously thinks luck doesn't exist. She's just like, come on, dude. I mean, like, the, you can't argue that the concept of luck doesn't exist. That t- You can't. Like, sometimes <laughs> people get lucky. And gambling, the entire profession is built around that. Remember, <laughs> go all the way back to one of our very first episodes where you established the theology. You established this was a Calvinist show. And in that environment, there is no such thing as luck. There is only the will of God. <laughs> if good things ha- happen to you, it's because you've been a good person and you're going to go to heaven. If bad things happen to you, it's because God hates you and you're going to go to hell. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. There is no luck. There is only fate. But this episode is spitting in the face of that by showing luck happening. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. And it's explaining that even when you think luck is happening, no. This is just destiny. You have been chosen for a good thing to happen to you, and in this instant, you are going to heaven. 
Is that why in the beginning he's saying, do you know, do things happen for a reason? Is that what he's actually talking about? Absolutely. Oh, shit. It's saying like, that luck doesn't exist because you're already predestined to be good. I mean, one of the person. interpretations I had of this episode is Doug realizing he's a fictional character and that the writer's room is on his side. Pretty much, <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean honestly, that's the same as a god preordains a universe. Yeah, yeah and uh, if you're a suburban dipshit like Doug, yeah, of course. <laughs> The universe is prearranged to make sure everything comes out in my favor. Yeah. Trying is verboten. <sighs> yeah. Trying is for the weak. But, like, even as, like, okay, so getting to the end of this episode, Roger comes out and the wind blows the hat off his head and Doug doesn't go after it, saying, No, I'm going to let it go. I think it's somebody else's turn. This is a lucky hat. <laughs> like, as a child, I was like, Go after that hat, you dipshit! <laughs> well, but it was only lucky because it was his turn, you see. It was enchanted for him. But it was... You couldn't go after it! <laughs> you can go get it! The, the, the magic was corrupted because Roger wore it, and he took the magic when it wasn't his in order to, as he says, he passes a test and gets a D-, minus, which he's never but done before. they don't prove that. They just let it no, go. No, it's just I, again, this that... is not... This is failing like the child logic, which is the simple A to B... Uh, cause and effect here. Yes, it's it's a it's demonstrably like a magic hat. You've stopped, yeah. and being it's just favored. like, well, there you go. Yeah, you've stopped being favored. Accept this. Do not attempt to improve your lot in life. In time, the universe will just roll around and help you some more. Oh, I mean, man. every everything is going to end up okay for him in every episode. So I guess in that sense, he doesn't need a lucky hat. But as your counterpoint, the amount of times he's going to be horribly fucking embarrassed by dumb nonsense that the lucky hat would aid him in is tremendous. Good point. And yeah. we're tripping into here, like... It did now, cure his anxiety for a little bit. Yes. <laughs> we are now tripping into, again, the same concept that we had uh, the last season finale. You imagine a utopia, the perfect place where I'm lucky forever. But no, that is sinful and wrong, because that is a place I would not be afraid. You yeah. must know fear, Douglas. Because if you don't know fear, how can you be good? Yeah. Yeah, how would you know that you're the good one? Uh... In bad Man. episode as a child, bad episode now, F minus minus thumbs down. <laughs> Yeah, well, so he ends, he, Doug ends the episode by saying, I may never know if the hat was lucky or not, but I'll, ah! always, remember. <laughs> but I'll always remember how it made me feel. It's ah, not even what you said in the beginning! And I'll be ready if it ever comes back. No, it won't! You never know when there'll be another windy day. God damn it! <laughs> I like how the first season finale broke me, and now this one's broken, Sam. Yeah, I'm next for the next one, I think. It doesn't... It, <laughs> none of it makes sense. answering... The end... The end... The last couple lines are answering questions they never asked. Yes, exactly. It is nothing to do with the beginning. Do you ever think things happen for a reason? No, you stupid asshole. But I'll always remember the things that happened. <laughs> Goodbye, wizard hat. <laughs> and if they ever happen again, well, then they'll happen. Hooray. 
That'll be another episode, I guess. (laughs) As the wizard, it would actually rock if they brought back the look he had the Disney one. They're just like, "Hey, remember this shit?" (laughs) They wink so hard it just sounds like somebody fucking a flashlight. (laughs) And this time it actually is a wizard, and it's like Mickey. It's like fucking. It's like fucking Fantasia Mickey. Yeah, it's Fantasia. It's Fantasia Mickey. (laughs) Fantasia Mickey just created it and watered out like. Okay, sorry. Sorry, haha. I kind of, <laughs> I made a pact with Satan, and as a result of that, uh, this thing is out there. <laughs> fuck you, dog. <laughs> I fucked you like a dog. <laughs> None of you kids have seen a snake that can write, right? <laughs> <laughs> then Mr. Scaly's head turns into Donald, and he goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Shit, man. This is a good Disney episode. <laughs> that means it can happen. Right. I mean, it uh, It would. I, I mean, I, I'm not even going to Google. I'm just going to wait for the episode to come yeah. when they bring the fucking magic hat back. It's got to be. It's definitely going to be in the remake for sure. It's it definitely going to be one of the episodes episode. we write. Yeah, that we write again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yeah, so I no, think we... a better lesson I just thought of is okay. if he like has to take great personal pain and risks to keep the hat. Like if Ooh, like yeah. in uh, his obsession with luck, he like makes his life worse. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Like like if he like if Skeeter like wants the hat and then Doug like breaks up with him as a friend because yeah. no, they there need you the. You know that thing that, that happens in the video game episode. <laughs> where his obsession with something caused him to endanger his relationships with others. Yeah. They did this literally the last goddamned episode. <laughs> yeah, but that's because that was about something bad like video games as opposed to something good like a baseball hat. <laughs> something American. <laughs> oh, man. Well, he got his pervert glasses back at least. <laughs> <laughs> pervert glasses, a basketball player card and a gerbil named Hamlet and an album he probably already had <laughs> thank uh, you lucky too, baby. <laughs> and I guess he got a bunch of gumballs <laughs> that would oh, actually man. be a sign of bad luck to me if I put one quarter in and the thousand gumballs were at my feet <laughs> <laughs> Just fall and break your neck on them. <laughs> oh, good luck. Oh, man, all right. Oh, I think we've covered this one pretty well. I'm sweating and uh, mad. I'm taking my shirt off. <laughs> Welcome, brother. You guys, you guys got anything else on this one, or should we call it? On to season three, baby. On to season three. On to season three. <laughs> Death before dishonor. Can it, be, uh, can it possibly be worse? Well, let's find out next time. (laughs) Thanks for joining us again, dear viewer, on another episode of The Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. God damn it, fuck this show! (laughs) Welcome to a land of magic.